Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 38, featuring a review of the brand new Brandon Cronenberg film, his sophomore effort, The Possessor, or I think it's actually just Possessor. It is October 18th at the time of recording. I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, and joining me tonight is Carly. We're podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. How are you doing tonight, Carly? I am doing well. I went to the Cheesecake Factory in Pittsburgh with some friends, and that was nice. Uh, Pittsburgh was dead. It's so weird. Like, I could have drove there, and I don't believe in driving in the city because I'm scared, but it was just, the it, it was like driving in Brownsville. There was, like, nobody out. Because, one, it's Sunday, and two, there's no events going on at all right now, so... Like, I guess no one's really been out, so it was pretty cool. And I got food, I got a burger with uh, mac and cheese on it, fried mac and cheese. That was pretty bomb. And uh, got some cheesecake to go, so that was a fun day. What have you done today? Today? Well, I went and watched the football game over at our friend Shane's house, the Steelers game. Uh, I am very proud to say that the Steelers are 5-0 and for the first time in my life and uh, the first time since 1979 where I believe they went 7-0 and before their first loss so pretty impressive we did walk away with a casualty uh, a couple of people got injured uh, most notably our middle linebacker second year Devin Bush tore his ACL which is a horrible injury he's going to be out for the season and he is a, one of our better players on defense. He's he's a really good player, so that's uh, unfortunate. But uh, got to be happy with the start to the season. After last season, you were you watched a couple games with me. I was pretty depressed <laughs> most of last yes. season. So um, it's it's good. Uh, besides that, um, I did a ton of laundry today. Uh, I had. I honestly probably have four loads of laundry that needs washed. I washed two so far. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to do another load. So, yeah. Pretty pretty backed up on the laundry. I'm not very good with laundry. I, I pretty much do my laundry when I run out of something. Like, mainly my work clothes. That is when I'm like, I shall do laundry now, is when... I run out of work clothes and I'm not that I don't wear clothes twice like as soon as I wear them one day I just feel gross and then I have to wash them so uh yeah laundry is not my strong suit because I am lazy and don't feel like taking it out of the wash air and putting it in the dryer and then taking it out of the dryer and putting it back in the stuff yeah I uh I basically wash laundry once a week um but it's only work clothes. Everything else I just <laughs> let pile up until I run out of clothes. Um, so work clothes I wash weekly. But everything, like mainly t-shirts and pants is what I what I put off in socks, oddly enough. Because I, I have probably like 80 pairs of socks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of socks. Like I, I hate washing socks and I love the feeling of new socks. So... I pretty much like socks, um, <laughs> right. which is funny, but yeah, uh, so doing laundry, trying to clean up a little bit. I went to Walmart and grabbed a couple more spooks before 
I mean, really, you should probably wait till after Halloween and go buy, like, stuff then, because I think it's really discounted, but I saw some cool ice cube trays that mm-hmm. um, are in the shape of jack-o'-lanterns, skulls, and brains, and I thought that was pretty cool, so I bought those. They're only 98 cents each, so that was pretty cool, um, and I bought one of those, I, uh, two years ago, I bought a one of those wax melt warmers things. Yeah. I've had them before, but this one was the shape of a pumpkin, a jack-o'-lantern, if you will. So uh, I had a little one, and a couple of years ago, they had a bigger one. The little one was like 7 bucks, and the big one was like 15 I think. And the big one is now 10 so I bought that. And oh, I was I was going to ask about that, because I could have sworn you had that same exact thing already, because no, you sent the, me pictures. The one that I had was really tiny. It was like the size of my fist. This one's, um, okay. like, you know, a lot bigger. So, that's pretty cool. I, I, I like that, and I like when they have, like... I like buying seasonal smells. Like, mm. in the winter, I love to buy, like, pine trees and, like, you know, um, campfire and, and different, like, smells like that. And right. then for fall, I like buying... It's weird, because I don't love a lot of smells for fall. Like, they're, they're too sweet-smelling. Like a, Yeah, like apple pie and pumpkin apple pie. Pumpkin I don't pie. like that either. But they have, yeah. like, a pumpkin marshmallow that I bought. And then they have one just called, like, Spooky. And, like, <laughs> another one called, like, some Halloween or something. So I, I bought those. Uh, but I like the ones that are, like, fall leaves and stuff like that. So Yeah, like earth smells and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and then in the summer, I buy, like, summer breeze and, like, misty rain and stuff like that in the spring. So, I, I, I'm not huge into it, but I, I wish I used them more, but I'm just, like, lazy or something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and then, uh, what else did I get? Uh, a couple of cups just with jack-o'-lanterns on them. And then I got, like, a tablecloth, like a, a cheap plastic one. It was, like, 98 cents. So, <laughs> I figured we could throw that on the table during our Halloween movie marathon. Right. Yeah, um, I went to Tracks yesterday. Tracks Farm is like, you know, a pumpkin farm. They have a pumpkin patch and uh, they do hay rides and they're just like a country store where they sell different antiques and then different decorations for the house, like fall themed. And then there's a Christmas section and a Halloween section. And, you know, they also have like pro random produce and stuff like that and baked goods. So my mom and I went there. It was super packed. And unfortunately, the hayride, I didn't even think to do this. I should have thought about it because it's obviously it's like packed on the weekends and they probably have limited capacity. But you couldn't go on the hayride unless you made a reservation online. So that was kind of a bummer. But we uh, everything they have there is like really expensive. But I bought a <laughs> Halloween themed note. Like every I don't think there's anything there that's like five dollars and under it's all like the t- it's one of those things where like you pick up something tiny it's like 10 bucks but i bought a halloween themed gnome and some zucchini bread and that's that was about it uh i never really buy pump like when i was little it was a tradition to go to like triple b triple b farms which is another one around here similar but it's more kids themed um and we would get a pumpkin out of the pumpkin patch and then bring it home and my dad would carve it. I don't really do that anymore because they're like overpriced at those places usually. But I like to go and browse because it's very fall themed and uh, captures the atmosphere. So that was, that was fun. It was nice. Cool. 
yeah, uh, I never really been to any places like that, honestly, so uh, I can't really comment on it, but oh. they seem cool. Uh, so yeah, and the rest of the week I kind of just, you know, watch movies, um, it was really busy at work, um, I got a raise at work, which is pretty cool, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. Um, because that, that was, I did take a little bit of a pay cut to go there, um, when I switched jobs, so, but now... I'm actually ahead of where I was, where I was before, so it worked out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, really busy on Saturday night. It was like one of the busiest nights I've been. Actually, had two really busy, or I, don't, I think I had a really busy night last weekend too. So it's, yeah. it's been busy lately. Um, besides that, uh, I don't think I really did did much. You know, kind of a chill week. Recorded 22 shots. Um, we did our Halloween special, which is pretty crazy. Um, it was, looked like it was going to be a really short show. It was me, uh, Dave and moods ended up being like five and a half hours. So that was shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also went to Olive Garden earlier. Oh yeah. I forgot, I forgot we did that. Um, which it's so funny. Like people hate on Olive Garden so much. They're like, that's not real Italian food. It's like, who cares? McDonald's yeah. isn't real hamburgers. Taco Bell and always, tacos. <laughs> I always see people be like, uh, people from our area think Olive Garden's a fancy restaurant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't care what it is. Like, yeah, it, it is a fancier restaurant, but it's not like super fancy. Like, I, I don't care. They have good food. I like their food. I think it's bomb. The take home, they, it, it's cheap too. I mean, and they keep giving, they load you up with like refills. Everything's refillable there. The dinner's refillable, the salad's refillable, the drinks are refillable, the bread stacks, the mints, everything. And then you get to take home a meal. It's, it's just, it's just pasta, dude. It's like, it's not, it's not like top quality pasta, but the Mm -hmm. pasta I make at home is just pasta. It's just basic pasta and and sauce. And like, I don't make my own sauces ever. Like I, I have made a I've actually made Alfredo sauce and it, it turned out pretty good, but, um, it's, uh, I just don't feel like do, doing all that sometimes, you know, and, and it's good. It's good food. It's, it's not uh, like top five star restaurant, but whatever, <laughs> who cares? It's like, it's like when you go to Taco Bell, like, I don't expect like true Mexican food. It's just, it's just salty. <laughs> but it's it's whatever (laughs) you know it's fine um yeah but yeah but it's like olive garden gets like the most hate out of like all those restaurants it's so funny i know no one says anything about red lobster or anything like that but um yeah i enjoyed our dinner and uh that take-home meal that you and i both got we got that stuffed fettuccine alfredo that was pretty bomb i ate that earlier today i ate it after the podcast and i was like this is I like wanted to go get more for like the next day just because it was so like it hit the spot at night you know what I mean it was just like Mm -hmm. so good um but yeah that was pretty much our weeks not not too much excitingness but you know still trying to take in the the octoberness of everything and um you know we're kind of like two-thirds of the way through now so almost um you know, it's always sad when it goes, but luckily, I, I mean, I think, like, the end of the year, I really get into horror, so, plus, you know, Italian Horror Month next month for us, uh, and then also we got, um, 
Christmas, which I like to watch Christmas-themed horror films, and then the end-of-the-year prep, which I like doing. So it, the rest of the year is always like pretty fun for me. And I, I like Thanksgiving. That's a fun holiday. Yeah, Getting presents on Christmas, it's fun. Um, and then the January blues hit. <laughs> so I, I don't... Like, I cannot stand January through, like, mid-March. Can't stand Yeah, it. it's funny. I was just talking in the car with my friend Kaylee on her way to that restaurant because uh, she was commenting on how pretty the leaves are and she loves when they change. And then I was like... Yeah, we always say that, but it's funny. We love this time of year, but we're really descending into hell because it just like the leaves change, then they all fall off the tree, then everything's dead, and then the snow comes. And it's, I hate that because I love summertime and I love fall, and I hate that it it's leading into something I don't like, which is the winter time. I love winter when I don't work. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I enjoy um, being in my house. Before, like, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago when I wasn't working, I used to love when it would snow and I'd walk outside in the middle of the night and to, to walk my dog and it would just be like glistening in the in the nighttime. And I, I would like to put on like big warm stuff and walk outside and stuff like that. I do. I, I do like it. I just cannot stand it for work. Like I hate it. It just annoys me. It like stresses me out, especially now that I work so far away. It's going to stress me out. I know it, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, not looking forward to that. So let's just focus on October for now. <laughs> we'll get yeah. that when it comes. Uh, okay. So I guess that's, that's it. That shall be it. Okay, so uh, let's get into some what we watched. Uh, just a little heads up, I did not get to my blind spot this week. Um, honestly, I just got lazy. It was like two hours. I started it last night and I couldn't focus and I didn't want to like be that guy that half watched the movie. So I just was like, I'm just going to watch Forensic Files and go to sleep. And also what really kind of screwed me up is the Call of Duty Cold War beta came out and I barely have any time to play games, but like, I was just like, man, I got, I, I, I paid 60 bucks to play this. So I got to play some, which is what I was doing before I got on here that and watching football. But so yeah, this week isn't the best for me just with that coming out. I was trying to play a little bit uh so yeah i'll i'll do it next week along with yours so we'll we'll do a randomizer for you for next week um Mm -hmm. and then i actually have to prep for paranormal activity these next two weeks too so um which how many is there eight six seven six uh, there's six and then one through four yeah the ghost dimension and what was the like other spinoff the marked ones so that's six Mm-hmm. And then we do the we're doing the unofficial sequel, Paranormal Activity Two: Tokyo Nights. Yeah. Which was um, the when it the first one came out um in Japan they like basically made a sequel of their own that has continuity from what I heard, like mm-hmm. a brief mention of the first film, but it's set in Japan. So that, that I'm curious on that, just just cause like it's an oddity, but. So seven for us. So I'll definitely try to get to three this week, and then I'll do four next week. Yeah, uh, I mean those movies aren't too difficult to watch. At least I don't think any of them are too long or anything. So 
right. think you shall live. I've never seen Tokyo Nights. I, I, I've always wanted to. Not many but... people have because it had a uh, release, but I don't think it had one here. And it was an import, and it's like heavily out of print. So pretty much have to find it online to watch it. Mm, I see. I see. So, yeah, I really wanted to get into a little bit more, um, like, other halloween stuff i say this every year but next year i'm really going to make a point to it first of all i'm going to pre-record my 31 days or next year because uh that takes up so much time and i could like i would spend it like doing like the some of the stuff i want to like i always want to watch like sitcom halloween specials because mm-hmm. i used to all the time when i was a kid and i just wanted to like watch one a night or something you know and then um or like watch all the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episodes or something like that, you know. Just like or you know, just other little specials that that are out there. Um, but I always like fail on that aspect. And other just like I want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I did watch three episodes, so I'm pretty happy about that. But like and Goosebumps and like other things that aren't just movies. Mhm. Um, but I kind of always fail on it. But you know, next year I'll try again. Yes, so. you are a failure. Um, I'm doing well on the 31 Days of Horror. In fact, I believe since I finished last year's every day in sep- at the end of September, I think I would have been at like 31 now. <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. In, I'm on like 35 in a row right now. See, buddy, if you just like kept up, did it right every year, you'd be good and not have to worry so much yeah well i'm gonna fit even if i like fail this year i'm finishing it like in the couple days after i'm not doing the same shit again good because i'm like exhausted from that from i've already done like 35 in a row exactly little john okay so uh do you want to get into what we watched i do okay so you go first since it's technically my blind spot all right um what have i watched i have watched First, well, I, I mentioned this briefly last time, but I didn't really talk about it. Um, Jennifer, the Masters of Whore Hair episode from 2005. It's my um, favorite episode. Yeah, I would say it's uh, probably mine as well. I mean, it's really good. You know, it's about uh, this guy played by Stephen Weber. Um, he uh, happens upon this girl who's being, she's like tied up and this guy's like obviously trying to hurt her or kill her. So uh, Steven Weber's like, hey, stop, because he's like a cop and ends up shooting the guy. And then uh, the girl's crying. He goes up to her and uh, he sees something is up with her. Uh, her face is very deformed um, and you don't see it right away. But he's like, OK, it's going to be all right. And then he takes her back, um, you know, to the station and is trying to get her help. Uh, and she winds up inside this like asylum type place it's like a bad place it's not somewhere where you want to end up and uh he feels really bad so he ends up taking her back home to his family and they're all like what the f like because he brings this like girl into his it's like really funny and sad in a way but uh they're like calling her a thing and stuff like that and saying like you better find her a new home and uh he's like all right all right and he's trying to find her a place but then uh, as time goes on he kind of becomes like almost under this hypnotic spell by her and uh ends up getting a little too involved with her so uh yeah this is probably 
one obviously it, it's definitely one of the best episodes hands down of the Masters of Horror series. Um it's just really good. It's really creepy. I mean, the face of this Jennifer girl is super scary. At first, you're not really seeing it, and uh, there's a few scenes where her hair's kind of covering it, and it's, like, hidden, but you're kind of, like, seeing it a little bit, and you're like, oh, wow, but it's it's just really scary, and uh, it's also pretty gory as well. There's a few death scenes that are very bloody and disgusting and gory, so... Uh, that one was really good. I, yeah. I like it a lot. I give that uh, eight and a half. That mm. one. So back in 2005, when that aired, um, Halloween had just passed, and me and my friends. So I, I wasn't really friends with these guys. Like I knew them. Um, one dude I was like pretty cool with, but I wasn't like I didn't like hang out with them really. Just if they were they they were neighbor like one. There was one dude that was like lived in the same neighborhood as me. And mm-hmm. I would, like, if we were in the same place, we would kick it, you know what I mean? But I didn't, like, make time to go hang out with him that much. Um, but I got really into skateboarding, and then he started skateboarding, and so we skated together a little bit. And uh, I was down, um, like, a little patch area with some friends, and they, him and, like, his, like, three friends who I knew... But I, or four friends who I knew but wasn't like super cool with or anything. I just went to school with them, and um, they showed up and they had a huge bag of like corn, um, you know, like shucked corn, like Indian corn kind of, like the hard stuff. And they were like, "We're going racking. You want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." So I don't know what you guys called it, but you know, it's where you go throw corn at houses and run away. We call it racking. Tic-tacking? Racking. No, I'm saying that's what it's called. Wait, you're you're throwing actual entire things of corn? Like, they were already shucked. So it was just, like, handfuls of shucked corn. Yes, don't get smart. It's called tic-tacking. It's called racking. You tried to, like, get... You got louder thinking that I thought you said tic-tacking, but I am telling you, no, that is not what it's called. It is called tic-tacking. It's called racking. What are you saying? Racking? (laughs) Racking. Let's go rocking. Where do you do? Did you grow up in West Virginia? Like what? <laughs> so anyway, he had a whole bag, like a backpack full, like, and it was heavy, you know, it was like 20 pounds or something. I don't know how heavy, but it was heavy. And, uh, it was him, uh, uh, two younger dudes who I went, like, they were a couple grades below than me. Well, you know him now, Martin, you know what I mean? And my friend Gibson right. and then Gibson's older brother. And then this kid named Randy. And, uh, I went with them, and we went and racked, like, everything. Like, we tore the town up, and then uh, we rolled back to Marty's house because his dad was a truck driver, so he'd be gone all week. And then on the weekends, him and his, like, girlfriend, who was, like, 20 years younger than him, would dress up like Elvis and go out and, like, be gone for, like, sometimes one day, sometimes two, you know, and come back on Sunday. So we, we pretty much had, like, free reign of his house, and we went back to his crib, and we just, like, threw on the TV, and on Showtime, Jennifer had just come on, and we were watching it, and, like, it was, like, so impactful. Like, that, that night was so pivotal for my youth, because, that like, I, I became best friends with these guys, and I also that jennifer thing kind of all bonded us because it was scary and we were all freaking out like yo what the you know and it was just fun and 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 it was like 
we we pretty much like did that like every weekend you know sometimes we'd rack and then we got into like drinking so we 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 would find ways to get beer like it was like a uh you know a what do you call it like a mission like every like an object like a, a goal like every an objective every weekend you know we'd show up at marty's house with everybody have like 20 bucks and then we'd like stock the town to find someone to buy us beer and and we did like find like a couple people who were consistent like we knew this dude named jeff and he would hook us up all the time and then there's this other dude named gary who actually used to like start hanging out with us like every weekend he was like 30 (laughs) like 15 or something or we might (laughs) what 14 i think i was i don't know 2005 um um yeah 14 probably yeah and and that was every weekend for like till i was like 18 (laughs) and uh you know we would we would just like just have fun you know it was like we always would be getting into something it was like it was such an important time in my life to like really enjoy my childhood or, or my you know middle school high school years and uh one funny thing about jennifer is we started calling like we would always call girls jennifers like buddy yo uh ashley fish is a straight jennifer or something (laughs) which which basically means like she's a butterface like because i I know she has a a good body but her face is jennifer jacked (laughs) which you know i would never do that now just because i'm like mature but i'm kind Mm -hmm. of mature i'm not really mature but i'm like i'm nice to her <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was funny because like we would just call her, we would call people Jennifer's and stuff, and they didn't nobody knew what it was except for us. That is hilarious, making fun of women. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, Jennifer, and that. So that is partially why it's my favorite, just because I have good memories of it. But I also think it's one of the best. Uh, fun, you mentioned the gore. Funny enough, um, when I bought I bought that DVD when it came out. And, uh, I, there's like a bunch of special features on it, I think. And Dario Argento, like, (laughs) he wanted to make, or I don't know if they shot it or not. It wasn't in the deleted scenes, but I'm pretty sure they either, I I don't know if they shot it, but they definitely conceptualized it. Uh, Dario Argento wanted to show her vagina, Jennifer. (gasps) And it was, he, I guess they made it out of, like, fucking meat. Like, ro- like, like dead meat, rotted guts or something. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, dude, we didn't, they're not going to show this on TV, dude. I know it's showtime, but, but, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. And, and, and the Masters of Horror series is so great because the cool thing about it was, I don't know if you know the history of it, but all these legends Dario Gento, Wes Craven, Toby Hooper Mick Garris Joe Dante, John Landis John Carpenter all those guys they would, ha- they would have dinners like once or twice a year like with each other like at a restaurant and it, it, they started calling them the Masters of Horror Dinners um, and they would just talk about movies, about whatever you know the industry and as time went on other people were invited like Eli Roth and and um 
I think Adam Green even said that he'd been to a couple of them. But, you know, like, Rob Zombie, like, all these other people would come in, like, and be invited, like, the new masters and stuff like that. And, and that's how the concept of the show came about. I see. Was these masters of horror dinners. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The next episode cool. sucks. Chocolate? That one sucks. <laughs> oh, well, to segue into my next move, I watched Chocolate. Masters of Four from 2005. Now, you know you're and not supposed to watch all of them, right? Because they, I believe it ends with Fair-Haired Child. Yes, or, I'm not dumb. Okay. Cigarette I Burns know. is the last one we can watch yeah. for 2005. I actually double-check my moves. I'm like you, who watches like 40 from 2007, and then it's like, oh man, I'm still counting it. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, chocolate. Yeah, this one's trash. Um, it's, uh, this is the one, McGarris did this one. Yeah, I think, one. I think all, <laughs> I think a lot of times like, um, Mick, like we, it's funny like Miss, Mick Garris hasn't doesn't have like the best track record for being a master. You know, some of them don't. Well, like, I, some of the ones on there, but like, like your, Mick Garris your last... directed Critters Two, which is good, Sleepwalkers, which is good, um, and <laughs> and that's it. Riding the he directed Riding the Bullet as well, which is not good. And then, um, oh, he did some television stuff. He did, uh, he did Psycho 4, which is maybe his, one of his best. And then the Stand miniseries, which is really good. Quicksilver Highway. He did the Shining remake. Uh, so he had, he, he didn't really do like a ton of good movies. Like he doesn't have classics in there. I guess the Stand would be considered uh, somewhat of a classic, but he wrote, uh, he wrote some other stuff too, like The Fly 2 and um actually hocus pocus and um he wrote some uh other sort of uh tv um episode like he did some like other anthologies like uh what the hell is that one called um amazing stories he directed a couple episodes of that Yes, what I was going to say was on the last episode of 22 Shots, I, De- Mr. Parker was like, he was like, they always try to lump Mick Garrison with the masses. They're like, they're like, George Romero, John Carpenter, Wes Craven, Mick Garris. Like, and I, just, I keep thinking, I keep picturing like some guy in the crowd, like just trying to yell out his name, like his buddy Mick or something. Garris, like, Mick yeah. Garris, too. And they're like, but, uh, yeah, Mick Garris. And like, no one knows who that is. But, um,. No, but Chocolate, this is basically, it's got, uh, what's his name? Henry Thomas is the main guy uh, who played in Psycho 4, actually, as young Norman Bates as a teenager. So, and he, like, aged horribly. He doesn't even look the same in this movie. I didn't even know it was him the first time I saw this. But, uh, yeah, he works in, like, this flavoring lab where they develop these flavors for food and stuff like that. Um, he's divorced, you know, lives in a, an apartment, kind of, uh, has a pressing, uh, typical ba- bachelor life, and he, uh, I believe he eats a piece of chocolate, and then all of a sudden he starts seeing through the eyes of, um, well, at first he starts having, like, these sensory problems where he'll go blind, and then he'll go deaf, and then he, it, like, it's just, like, really weird and out of nowhere, it's kind of like blackouts, and then he's, like, seeing through the eyes of this beautiful woman, and he's, uh, seeing everything she does and uh feeling everything she feels like there's a part where she's in the bathtub spraying her vagina with the uh you know shower thingy and uh 
he can see that. So he starts to fall in love with her, and then he's trying to track her down, um, and he sees her do something really bad, but, uh, you know, so it all kind of ends badly. Uh, yeah, this one's just not that good, honestly. It's, uh, tries to be a little bit comedic at times, and that's one thing about these Masters of Horror episodes. Some of them, like, I, I, I like Jennifer because it was actually scary and creepy and violent, and, like, for Masters of Horror, I wish there was more horror to some of these because I feel like a lot of them try to have comedy in them like black comedy but it doesn't really it comes off as cheesy now and doesn't really hold up and uh that's what I get out of this episode it's just not that good it's not that memorable it's definitely not one of my favorites I give that like a five and a half I mean it's not like the next one's even worse which one's after that I don't know if I oh no I didn't watch that one yet I think I skipped around. That's like Jeremy's like one of his favorite ones. Yeah, I heard him say that, and then I also heard him say the Washingtonians is pretty good. No, yeah, not. the Washingtonians is pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. What do you mean? Are you fake? Like we reviewed this on a previous episode, and you're like, yeah, that's it. Second season, Washingtonians. It's not that good. I talked about it like no, a few episodes yeah, ago. I never said that. You said that. Okay. Somebody re go back to the. That one sucks. What are you talking about? <laughs> that whole second season's not that good. Anyway, after that, I saw Wish Upon, um, a 2017 movie. Um, it's got, what's her name? Joey King in it. Um, and this is one that I would, I think I got this at Dollar Tree, as per most of these movies. Um, and it was on Blu-ray. And it's one that I was kind of dreading watching because I just always I thought this is going to be another horrible be careful what you wish for type of movie and um didn't really hear much about it that was like great but um I was kind of surprised by it I mean it is a be careful what you wish for thing uh she finds this uh thing and makes I think she has seven wishes she can make on it so she starts uh wishing stuff like oh the girl who's bullying me at school I wish she would just rot and then of course that girl starts like her skin's like rotting and it's like real gross and um stuff like that and her her mom passed away so she's like wishing for her to come back and um all that type of stuff and everything's coming true of course um it was actually not too bad I thought it was decent uh the acting in it's fine uh the story's basic but it's not all that horrific or anything like that like the rotting skin parts kind of gross but um it's more so just the story of like typical like uh letting the wishes get to her head and all her friends are like kind of getting mad at her and uh it you know everything kind of goes wrong so it's very generic and basic but it's not at all as bad as i was expecting i was expecting it to be like i don't know ouija or something of that caliber caliber it's not that bad of a film i gave that like a six and a half I think or seven um so I really didn't mind that one too much the ending's kind of stupid but whatever then after that I watched American Conjuring from 2016 um this was another horrible one that I got at Dollar Tree and uh I was giving it a chance I didn't think it was that bad at first it's about a family who moves into this new house and um you know it's very stereotypical where you have um a dad and a mom they got together they have a young daughter and then there's one teenage rebellious daughter who's like I hate my stepdad but that thing's even stupid too because it's like the kid that they had together is like eight years old already looking so it's like really this girl's been acting like this for 
all these years towards the dad. It's like really dumb, but um, they move into this house. It's very much like a ripoff of Amityville. And of course the house is haunted and there's like this creepy ghoul thing in the house and it tries to possess the father and he becomes really mean. Uh, it's like a total ripoff. Um, at first it was like kind of just funny and um, not that bad, but as it went on, it just got worse and worse. And then the ending just like completely took me out of it. It just uh, ended up sucking pretty bad. I gave that like a three or three and a half. Um, not that good. But um, after that, we have Doll Graveyard from 2005. Um, this is a full moon move. And it's pretty short. I think this one's only like 70 some minutes, 75 minutes maybe. So easy watch. Um <clears throat> this one's about at the beginning you have this like little girl it's set in like 1911 I think and she's playing in this room and she's not supposed to be in this room she's playing with her dolls and her dad comes in and is like this crazy dad and is like hey told you not to be in here and he makes her bury the dolls and then uh as he's doing that she ends up getting hurt and falls into the grave and um dies I guess and he buries her so then years go by and, uh, you know, this new family lives there and the one kid's like a nerd and he finds the dolls in the yard and uh, keeps them in his room. And then, of course, like some doll stuff starts happening and uh, there's teenagers like the older sister has her friends over and all this doll, these dolls like come to life and they're kind of attacking them. It, it gets pretty stupid, honestly, and the teenagers are all idiots, but I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, and it, it goes by pretty fast. It gets to the point. I like it. it it's I gave it like a five. I see. I see. Um, yeah, I, what did I get? I forget what I gave this. I think I probably gave it like a five or five and a half, somewhere around that. Um, I seen it years ago. Yeah, I saw it a few years ago, too, because I had it in a multi-pack with, like, the Puppet Master flicks and Killjoy flicks and stuff like that. So, uh, I watched it again, though, for 2005. And another thing I watched for 2005 was Dear Woman. Um, this was The Masters of Whore Hair by... John Landis. John Prick. Yes. Why you call him John Prick? Because he killed Vic Morrow and two kids. He didn't kill them, buddy. He let them die. Yeah, because he was dumb and made these special effects and was dumb and had those kids working illegally. Screw him. But anyway, Dear Woman, I didn't really like this one when I first saw it, uh, when I first saw the series, um, and you had told me I was stupid for that. So watching it this time, I, I ended up liking it a lot more. It's uh, essentially exactly what it sounds like. There's uh, this crime happens and uh, this detective is on the case trying to figure out what happened because it seems like it was you know there was a murder but it also looks like a deer or some sort of animal like attacked this guy in his truck and it's like how could this have happened because it, it looks like a person and an animal could have done this so what the heck <laughs> and it turns out there is a deer woman uh a lady who has uh deer legs running around and she is seducing men and then deering all over them and killing them uh it's based yeah, on native what... american <clears throat> mythology i see i did not know that mm -hmm. I, well i guess yeah that makes sense um but yeah i actually like this one a lot more this time around this is another one that has a lot of comedy in it and i think that's why i didn't really dig it the first time but 
it, it's a fun one, you know? It's a fun time. Uh, I kind of like the concept. There, there's a creepy part where the, the one, at the end where the dude's like, she like seduces this guy and then his other cop friend calls him and he's like, did you see her legs? And then the guy like pauses and he's like, oh no, I've screwed up. And it's like so scary because you know that those legs are going to be deer legs. And um, so I like that. Um, it's actually, kind of, like, it's actually like actually Native American mythology, not just for the movie either. Oh, really? Yeah. I see. I don't know Native American mythology. Well, it's basically <clears throat> the same thing. It's like a deer lady who, um, you know, um, is sometimes an old woman, sometimes a young woman, sometimes just a deer. Um, but her lower body is a white-tailed deer, and she, uh, you know, ca- she calls to men and stuff like that. I see. Um, but I liked the up. And that does not mean I have to like John Landis, but he made a good app. I gave this... I think I gave this like an 8 or a 7.5. I don't write down my ratings, but I apologize. That is what I give it. Then after that, I watched a movie called 65th from Thought 27... you didn't watch much. I watched a movie called 65th from 2017. Well, if you... I hope you... What, dude, you dragged this on by talking about Jennifer. Okay? Okay? Continue. Hello? Buddy? Continue. Oh. 65th, uh, 2017. Another short move. It was 74 mins. And another Dollar Tree move. Uh, I don't know. I've just been watching whatever I want. And I have so many Dollar Tree DVDs that I'm like, okay, I need to watch these. And I, I keep going through ones that just kind of look decent by the cover. Um... The cover of this one looks like a home invasion film, but it's, like, not that at all. It's more of, like, a paranormal movie. Uh, it's very super low budget. Clearly just um, <clears throat> group of friends who had a camera obviously just made this film, and that's that. But it's about this, like, family. They're living in this house, and uh, apparently the wife had some stuff go down when she lived on 65th Street years ago and uh, she got, like, possessed or something and then it's all coming back to haunt her now and, uh, it starts, like, getting to her. They, like, play with a Ouija board inside their house and the spirit comes back to her and is, like, haunting her once again and it's like, oh, what's wrong, Esther? And, um, uh, to get to the point, the movie sucked. Um, it's just... (laughs) The dialogue, for one thing, it's a very... I, I don't think... That's the thing that sucks. Like, the acting wasn't that horrible, it seemed like. But a lot of it was clear... Almost all of it was, like, clearly dubbed in afterwards. I don't know what's up with that. But the audio, you could see that it doesn't match up with their lips. And some of the stuff they're saying, I don't think is even the right stuff. Because you see their lips moving, but it's not... And, it, you know, it's in English. I'm not saying it's, like, foreign, but it's, like, they just put the audio in afterwards and like right over the line. So it's very distracting and um, that kind of takes me out of it. Uh, And for being a short movie, it just feels long because it mainly takes place inside this house. Cause obviously, like I said, it it feels very low budgets and uh, that's probably the only location they really had to work with. And you're kind of just like following this family and it's just boring. I, I don't know. It just got very, I couldn't wait for it to be over. I gave that like a 2 out of 10. Um, so yeah, Dollar Tree moves are not that good of moves. Uh, 
Then after that, I watched Halloween 1978, I mean, classic, and then I also watched Halloween 2007, uh, classic in its own way. Uh, Watch Halloween 2, 2009. I know, I haven't watched that in a while. I've been kind of wanting to go back and watch that, because it's like 2007, it's just such an... That's always that's been such like an uphill thing for me because I saw that when I was ten in the theater with my mom. It was very awkward and uncomfortable, and she wanted to leave, and like it just felt. <laughs> she said, "I hate this one." Yeah, she hates. She she did say that, um, but she was stupid because that was the wrong move. Anyway, um, yeah, she doesn't like this because it was violent, and she just it it, it was uncomfortable because I'm like it was ten years super old. Super vulgar too. Yeah, very vulgar. I mean, I just remember how awkward it was watching it. It's like the scene where, uh, I don't know, even the, just the scene, I, like, the part where Lori is like, oh, Mr. Whatever touched me inappropriately, and she, like, puts those donuts in front of her boobs, and, like, it, there's just so many parts that I remember cringing. I love that part. I hate that part. Wow. So, I think it's cringe. I don't really like Lori in uh, the movie. Dude, people, like... The thing is, like, people say that they would, like, nobody would ever do that in front of their parents. Like, I 100% disagree. Like, I've seen some stuff like that from, like, from, like, young girls, like, being, that are, like, just in, in, like, my family. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know what oh. I mean? So, like, I, I just, it's, I get what people are saying, but it's so not true. Like, there are people out there that are like that, dude. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not like that. I'm just saying that, like, it kind of cringes me out. Also, I never noticed that that was Dee Wallace playing her mom until now, somehow. Is it like, I never... dumbass? No, I just never really realized it. And then for years I didn't realize I was Sid Haig playing the guy at the cemetery. But now that's obvious, too. Um, so that is funny. But, no, it's a good move. It's a good move. There are some parts, like, towards the end, I get very taken out of it i think it goes on way too long the final act but other than that i I actually agree with that i think i think that i don't know why though i always think like when she falls in the pool it's like okay this is it that's the climax but then she gets in the car with loomis and he says the famous line like as a matter of fact it was and then but another part happens like there's like three parts where it feels like it should have been the whole chase scene at the end should be over but it's not um but it's a good movie. I do like a lot of stuff that was done with this now that I'm older. It's like so much easier to appreciate. Um, and then finally today I watched Bride of Scarecrow from 2018. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, I know. I asked you what you thought of it. So you ignored it and everyone was like, what, what did you think, think I thought of it? <laughs> well, I mean, dude, it actually wasn't that bad compared to some of these other movies that I watched. No, it's not that bad, but I mean, it's it's not that good either. No, it's not that good, but it's like a movie. It looks like a fail. Like it looks like a is that a sci-fi film? I don't know. It's like I don't know. I'm just a fan. Like if I see a film called Something Scarecrow at Walmart, I usually buy it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about this lady who inherits. She's like a struggling radio personality, and she inherits uh, this land from family members who passed away that she didn't even know she had. And she goes there, and she moves in, and turns out there's, like, a dark past, and it involves a scarecrow in the land. And it's a killer scarecrow movie. I think the biggest problem with it is it... it Pop quiz. What's the best killer scarecrow movie? Five, four, three, Dark Night two, of the Scared Dicks. 
You got it. Yeah, I do. I'm not dumb. Buddy. I'm surprised you even seen that. Well, I I have it on DVD, buddy. Okay. You told me to watch it. I think I bought that. I watched it for my first 31 days of horror hair because I was reviewing all movies set like on or around Halloween time. So. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. That's the only time I watch it, though. I want to rewatch it, because it is pretty good. Uh, but Brad is Scarecrow. It's, it gets very boring at times. Like, there's a lot of downtime. I do... There's just not enough Scarecrow. These movies lack Scarecrow. Um, the kills... <laughs> the kills are, like, not that good, either. Like, the there's a kill at the beginning that's just... The way it's edited is pretty bad. The blood looks like blood you would buy at Spirit Halloween. And, uh... So that's Spirit not Alex. good. Spirit Halloween, yes. Um... But, yeah, it's not that good in that aspect. But I think the acting's actually pretty good in it. And I think that it does have some fun moments with the Scarecrow killing people. But there's just too much downtime at times that really takes me out of it. But I did not think it was that bad. I gave it like a 6 out of 10. Yeah, and that is my I most. don't remember what I gave it. That's it? Yes. Okay. First up for me is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark 1973. This is a title that I've wanted to watch forever. I remember when I first got on YouTube, it was like I would always look up like underrated horror movies or like, you know, hidden gems because I was trying to find stuff that was good that I didn't know about. And uh, I'd heard of that one. And actually, a couple years after that, they remade it, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, and. It's a TV movie that was made for ABC, and it follows a woman and her husband who uh, inherit a old house from her, like, grandmother or something, and in the basement, there is a, like, fireplace, like, furnace thing, but it's, like, sealed off, and, like, it's, like, bolted shut, and she wants to open it, and, like, the caretaker is, like, you know, just leave it alone, it doesn't work or something, you know? But she's, like, infatuated with it, so she pries it open, and she hears, like, whispers, like, she has set us free, or something, you know? And, uh, she's like, oh, what the hell? And then there's all, there's these, like, little demon minion things that are, like, harassing her in the house, and nobody believes her, um, and they whisper, they whisper stuff, and it's creepy as hell, (laughs) And, uh, that's basically the movie. I mean, it's pretty short. It's like an hour, or it's like an hour and ten minutes, maybe. Um, but it's, it's really creepy. It's super effective. Um, and the ending is really good. One of, like, the 70s just had so many good TV movies. Yes, that's about all they had. Um, (laughs) shut up. Uh, and then, uh, the... I did do a Survive 05. Uh, it is Hood of the Living Dead. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say Survive 05. Mm-hmm. Oh. My fourth Survive 05. Uh, as per my Survive 05. Uh, <laughs> Hood of the Living Dead, uh, it's a film, super micro-budget. Seemed like it was just a couple people, and, you know, like a guy and his friends made it. Um, set in, like, Sacramento or something. And then basically his brother this the lead's brother gets killed in a drive-by shooting so they try to uh resurrect him because they work at this lab where they're doing like experimental formulas and they use this serum on him and it doesn't work but then it does work and he's a zombie and he's turned everybody in the town into zombies it's pretty crap uh it's too long um i don't know i think it was watchable but it wasn't 
you know, it's a bad movie. Four out of ten on that one. It sounds like the last move I would ever watch for 05. <laughs> oh, by the way, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is like an 8.5 out of 10. Put the Living Dead is a 4 out of 10. And then I watched Hubie Halloween, uh, the new Netflix special, or new Netflix original film, uh, Adam Sandler. Mm. And it is pretty... Uh, it follows... A, like, Adam Sandler is playing, like, one of those, like, slow, like, almost, like, slow characters that, like, have a speech problem. Like a Billy Madison Waterboy character? Yeah. I see. Yeah, but Billy Madison was more, like, just, like, he pretended, he just, like, Like, immature. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, more like Waterboy and, like, Little Nicky or something. Yeah, I don't um, really like that Adam <laughs> And then he, uh... I don't know. He, it's it's basically Ernest scared stupid, but with like Adam Sandler essentially, and uh, you know there's a killer that escaped or something. He's trying to like protect the town, and it, it's super cheesy and silly. It was I didn't hate it. It was okay. There was there was I actually laughed out loud at two separate parts, um, but I gave it a six. Mm. All right, and then I watched Demonic Toys from 1992 that is a film for 22 shots this week so i'm not going to talk too much about it but it's a full moon film um basically satanism mixed with toys and uh the toys are great like baby oopsie is hilarious um the jack in the box is creepy as hell and the teddy bear is cool too um it's kind of set on halloween like partially like a flashback scene is <laughs> so i guess that's kind of why it's lumped in but it, it's a fun movie uh the sequel's horrible I don't ever watch that uh after that i watched friday the 13th part three <laughs> jason uh in 3d i didn't get to watch it in 3d because the tvs are like out of print <laughs> they don't make them anymore really <laughs> and they're it, they're super expensive if you try to buy them secondhand or even new, like they're just like thousands, like fifteen hundred, thirteen hundred dollars, which I'm just never gonna spend. Um, but I'm hoping one day that there's another 3D boom, so I could get a like I just want like a I don't know like 24 inch one, right? Like nothing huge, and I just I don't want even put it in like I just put it somewhere else in the house and just be able to watch 3D movies on it, uh, and pretty much only use it for that because uh, I don't know I, I I like 3D movies. I know some people hate them. But I do like them, and I even with the red and or the uh, what is it like blue? Is it red and blue? I can never remember what color those are. Yeah, yeah. The red and blue glasses. I uh, like. I watched Friday Thirteenth Three uh, with those before, and uh, the, even that was fun. But it, I know it would be like way better if it was like the cool three D. Um, I like the biker gang. Shelly's funny. I know people hate him, but I, I think he's funny. Um, Jason's, like, really scary in this one. Like, when he takes his mask off and just smiles, it's, like, weird. Feels, like, so out of character from the rest of the movies. And then that, like, weird dream sequence that she has where, like, Jason's, like, essentially trying to rape her. You don't know if that's, like, real or if it was just somebody else or, like, what's up with that, you know? Yeah. Has yeah, he's a, creepy. Has a cool, you know end scene and stuff it's 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 a good one i, I like friday friday mm-hmm. three 
love the music too <laughs> yeah um and then the uh the kills uh i love that kill where he gets sliced down through the legs when he's walking on his hands yeah it's a good one um eight and a half out of ten for that one and then i watched uh wnuf halloween special that's for 22 shots as well i absolutely loved it um you'll hear that that episode will post before this one but yeah i absolutely loved it i I, like please watch that before the end of the year all right buddy i shall it's just so cool it's a short watch too but it's just so cool all right um yeah love that uh then i watched graveyard shift have you ever seen that yes once but i barely remember it love that one as well that was a bonus review on 22 shots so i'm not going to talk about it too much but yeah based on a stephen king uh novel Mm -hmm. or not a novel actually it's a short story in night shift i believe i've uh, actually read that story it's a little bit different but it's short it's only like i don't know like 10 pages long or something um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool one. I love the atmosphere to that one. The textile meal is freaking awesome. I love the creature effects. Uh, Brad Dourif is like amazing in it as a bit character. Just a fun, awesome movie. Um, and then I watched Carriers. <clears throat> Do you carry? Um, Carriers, which is a pretty damn amazing movie i actually loved it and i never heard anybody talk about it but it basically is a post-apocalyptic movie it's also partially road horror uh there is a brother uh you know a a, a dude his younger brother uh his the older brother's girlfriend and then the younger brother's like kind of love interest and they are living in a world where a disease a like um virus uh, has infected people but it's not like a zombie movie like they're not violent towards you or anything they're just they kind of just rot and die eventually um and it's really good because i didn't expect I, okay so the way that i expected it to go it didn't go and the way i wanted it to go it did go like every like crossroad in the film where it's like okay um this person is infected what do the characters do well i know what most hollywood do movies do and i expected it to do that but then it did what i wanted it to do so that's what i really liked about it it's pretty emotional like kind of sad like there's there's some stuff in it that um you know is a little unfortunate um how certain characters play out ow 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 are you okay little guy trying to light this candle because it went out and I burnt myself oh I thought you I heard you lighting something earlier and I thought it was a cigarette and I was going to say you better not be smoking on my pod I don't smoke you know that you know I don't smoke I know but I thought you were being sneaky and you were trying to smoke on no I need one of those but then I remembered you bought candles yeah I need to get one of those um like lighter things i know i tried to find you one and i failed and i lost your cheese in the process (laughs) you did all right i guess i'm not lighting it whatever 
Yeah, those I have one of those light hairs and it works wonders for my candles. Well, this candle has like three it has like three it's one of those candles that have like three wicks, but the uh -huh. one wick is going out, so the candle's gonna burn on even. It's like annoying me. Oh, so the other wicks are lit. Yeah, but the third one is out. That is very upsetting. Ow, ow. I burnt myself with hot wax. Um, you know what? Fuck this. Uh, so, uh, where, what was I talking about? You're talking about carriers, little guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I freaking love that movie. Gave it a nine. Cool. That is cool. And it's PG, too, <laughs> which is weird, or PG-13. Which mm. is weird. Um, I think I want to say that's it. I, I I think that's it. Then it shall be. Right. So uh, no blind spot for me, but I will get to the hand that rocks the cradle next week. Um, go ahead and uh, oh, do you have the sheet up that has all the things? Yes. Oh, you do. I I quickly scrolled while you were saying asking that. Yes. Okay. So I have it. Alright, uh, 1 to 14, I shall randomize now, and it is 4. Days are confused. Oh, we, we've done that one. Uh-huh. Alright, 3. Hardball. You've done that one. I know. 14. <sighs> platoon. Yes! I love Platoon. Dude, that sounds boring! <laughs> I don't feel like Tony, watching Tony that. Todd's in it. Buddy, I'm trying to watch Whore Hairs. Platoon. <laughs> I bet any... Like, this sounds like it's probably three freaking hours it's, long. It's not three hours. I'm looking it up. I shall look it up. Platoon. More film. Oh. Two hours! <laughs> Not an hour, 59 minutes, two freaking hours. Like, it's pretty much saying, like, you have to waste two hours of your life on me. Buddy, it has Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, William Defoe. Wait, no, Tony Todd isn't in this movie. I'm thinking of, uh... Yeah, Amber that sounds like... You're thinking Keith of what? Keith David's in this. Ah. Uh, was... No, he is... Tony Todd is in this. This yeah. Keith David... Keith David is in it. Forrest Whitaker... Kevin Dillon. Got a good cast, but Tom Berenger. Okay, you're just starting to name people I don't know. <laughs> Alright, I shall watch it. Came out on Christmas of 1986, buddy. Christmas Eve. That's cool, buddy. Yes, and it is a... It is a good move. I wish you would have gave me more comedies. No, I don't like comedies. I like to laugh, and I want to watch Superbad again. You wouldn't let me get... <laughs> <laughs> you hated Superbad. It was funny. He was like, he was all like, good thing my back is on my cock. <laughs> you did. Um, no. Well, you wouldn't let me give you Wayne's World. That's not funny. I want a comedy. <laughs> Wayne's World 2. Ah, I watched Wayne's World. 2? No. I don't want to, dude. I can't. I just can't. Those movies like are horrible. They're trash. Dude, you you your generation's movies are trash. What did you watch? Like High School Musical or something? No. 
Harold and Kumar. That's my generation's movies. Wayne's World's not your generation, though, you're either. 92, buddy. That's like, dude, you're one year old. Don't act like, you didn't grow up, like, with that. Yes, I did. I grew up with no. Wayne's World. I probably saw okay. it when I was, like, four. Okay, well, freaking Harold and Kumar would be my generation, because oh, in that came logic. Out before you were born. No, did it? Yes. It came out, like, 2003. Yeah, before you were born. No. Okay, uh, let's move into... You're going to watch Platoon for next week. I'm going to probably maybe get to Hand at Rocks today. Okay, maybe I'll probably maybe get to Platoon. No, buddy. Dude, it's a, no, no, no. Listen, listen, though, about the Hand at Rocks the Dick thing. Like, you actually... That's actually a good move. Please don't... Please try to watch it when Didn't you're you in the mood. you tell me that about freaking uh, Adam Sandler, too? That was the best move on the list. Uh, I, no, Mechanic actually... Well, room. And the room. I didn't say any. That, the, you love the room. You gave it like a nine point five. <laughs> no, I gave it like a two. Dude, you got that was like, come on, dude. I'm giving you fun picks, and you're giving me like serious bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm not. You <laughs> said okay. Okay, let's get into the feature review, All right, shall it we? It is Possessor, the, uh, Brandon Cronenberg, son of the legendary famed Canadian body horror director David. One Cronenberg, yeah. or like I like to call him Dave Cronenberg. Uh huh. So uh, <clears throat> Brandon Cronenberg uh, directed Antiviral back in like 2012, 13, which is a pretty good move. Uh, actually, fun fact: that was episode our featured review on episode two of 22 shots our first ever review because the first episode we just introduced ourselves yeah was antiviral i remember yep uh i didn't know you back then so you couldn't have remembered i i mean i heard the pod episode though yeah you were what were you like fucking 12 back then in 2013 <laughs> yeah I was like 17. No, I was like... Stop growling at me. I was 16. Stop making me growl at you then. Sure you were, buddy. I was 16. But that that didn't make sense. I remember as in like I heard the episode. That doesn't have anything to do with knowing you. Like I I just remember (laughs) listening to the episode like two years ago. Okay. So uh, Possessor is basically... I'm going to be like super like brief on this because it is a movie you could spoil pretty easy. Uh, but it basically is set in, I don't know if it's present day, I don't know if they ever said, but to me it feels like some point in the near future. I don't remember, but I think, I don't remember if they say it or not. Um, but it is a sort of sci-fi horror with some body horror going on there. Um, Mm. and it follows uh we watched the uncut version by the way we actually got to see it in the theater which was pretty cool uh so it it basically involves uh this woman who has a job as sort of like an assassin if you will where they use this technology that basically allows her to take control of another human's body and pretty much do what she wants so what they do is they take control of somebody's body and then kill someone that they're hired to kill and the thing about it is it's the longer you're there the more that like their 
consciousness like creeps into it so it's like this sort of duality thing going on and uh yeah that i'll kind of leave it at that because honestly like it, it's it it has more going on but it, it you don't want to like give it away you know yeah right um but the so she kind of gets stuck in there essentially but the cool thing about this movie is like there's a lot it's like kind of graphic you know there's full-blown shots of vagina and penis and there's even more penis there's there's fully erect penises yes yes and uh there's also a lot of gore Good gore, uh, yeah, too. Gore of the year so far for me. I agree. And honestly, there's not... I feel like there's not a ton of scenes with it, but when you do get it, it's, like, in your face, like, really gory. Like, cringeworthy like gore. two scenes of gore. Yeah, like, there's a beginning part, and then there's, like, a part, like, towards the end. It's, like, really gory, and that's kind of the gist of it, but it's, like, super well done. Yeah, it's really good gore in where, you know, in what it... in the few scenes that it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the performances are pretty good, um, good acting going on, uh, really cool visuals, definitely has, like, sort of an art house feel to it, um, especially when, like, almost like the visions or dreams or, uh, you know, possession type things that's going on, there's, like, some really cool art housey, uh, hypnotic dream nightmare logic type of visuals it's it's not like super prevalent in the movie but at key moments it kind of happens and, and that's pretty cool yeah i mean if you look at the cover of this movie uh there's like a part in the movie that deals with that and i thought it was super creepy and the music cue was like really creepy with it too it's just very there's a few unsettling moments in the film that i thought were cool um and you know the movie it's a little bit maybe confusing when you're watching it at first but uh when you really think about i mean the story is uh not that hard to follow like once you think about it afterwards but watching it i was a little confused but then at the same time i was very intrigued by what was going on and what how it was all going to play out to be fair we were kind of distracted a little bit at the very beginning of the film so it took me to like talk to somebody else to like um figuring out exactly what they were doing i kind of had a general idea but i didn't know if i missed mm-hmm. something but like basically just confirmed my theory so um pay attention at the beginning of the movie or else you might be a little bit lost carly after we watched it thought it was about a ghost uh, no dude that was a joke no, buddy. You thought it was about a ghost. No, I. <laughs> no, dude. I said it. <laughs> not after we watched it. I said it was. Like, it was in the car ride home. Sorry. No, I mean like I was saying before we went into it, I was thinking possession film, possessor. It possession. is a possession film. Yeah, but like I was Am thinking of like. Right? Yeah, essentially it is, but not in that way. It's like the same con uh, a body is being possessed but it's not like a demonic possession i did not think that after watching it because that's not what it's about and i would be stupid if i had thought that and we know i'm pretty intelligent yeah right but no it was cool i just realized the girl the main girl was from mandy um 
Actually, that is the wife and Mandy, but I did not care for that movie, so I don't even know why I just realized that. Um, I actually really liked it. I think it's one of the better films of the year. Yeah, it, it was pretty darn good, I will say. So, I guess I shall give letterbox reviews. Yes, do it. Alright. Um, really the reviews are generally positive on here, which is good. Um, I guess I'll give a three star review. It says, I loved the story of Possessor sort I love wait. I loved how the story of Possessor sort of spills out into a broader depiction of its society. It's got a few bravura bravura sequences. I don't know what that means. But for the most part, fails to dramatize its main character's daily lives in a meaningful way. It's not really made clear why the character of Colin is somehow naturally gifted in a way that none of the others of Taja's targets have been. I felt a more poetic relationship between these characters would have really elevated its body horror about lukewarm G cool level above lukewarm G cool levels. All right. Um, be careful with these, just because like they, I don't want to give too much spoilers. Um, I disagree with the thing where she said it didn't. They didn't explain why. What what they say? Um, the Colin was naturally gifted. Yeah, I don't think they. Ex- I don't think they say it. He's naturally gifted. Yeah, I don't think that either. Okay. What was that? Was that a negative? Yeah, I mean, that's like the lowest score there is. It's a three star. Mm-hmm. Um, then another one says it's a five and a half. You gotta shout four. these people out, buddy. You're stealing Sorry. your content. Chance Husky, this was your idea, and I don't know why I do it. <laughs> Chance Husky, let's see what his favorite moves are, I guess. Yeah, you're not doing that either. Yeah, I'm not doing that because I don't, like, this isn't my job. <laughs> Chances film. Is that what I look at? Chances films? Uh, the the tor- four, top four films. Like, I have to click on this thing twice to get to that. <laughs> Favorite oh. films. Last year at Marion Bad. The Tree of Life. The Tale of the Princess Kajua. Ka- that sucks. Nashville. Yeah, he does. See, it's rude. If I call him out, it's like rude if we're making fun of them. No, it's fine. All right. I don't see Chance anywhere. I think you're just making up stuff. What are you talking about? Are you looking at the recent reviews or are you just looking at friends? No, I always go with popular reviews. Recent just can be anybody. All right, dude, then you do it. You're on there too right now. <laughs> do it. No, you... Oh, wait, there was a two and a half star. Okay, anyway, there's a five, four and a half star by Christy Turnip Seed. Um, let's see. Christy's favorite films are This Girl's Normal. She likes Suspiria, the original House of Wax, Halloween, and the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and so, recent all... films is The Invitation, Alone, Slumber Party Massacre. I'm going to follow this chick. All right, you go ahead. It says, whoa, inspired by some of genre filmmaking's greatest, Argento, Lynch, and of course his father, David Cronenberg, this ultra-stylized serving platter of guts, gore, and neon will leave some, like myself, 
basking in its glory whilst others are annoyed. You must brace yourself for this blood-soaked and bonkers film. I will need another watch to really understand it. I don't think you can get everything in just one viewing. By the way, I knew nothing coming into watching this. I was so surprised that Christopher Abbott, who I love, is much underrated. Who cares? Um, yeah, I agree with her. Four and a like, half stars. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I would want to watch this one again as well. But I agree with what she says. All right. So, so that was painful, and that's, that is it. All right. What do you rate it? Um, as of now, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I am at an 8.5 out of 10. Alright. Alright, so that is it. Another episode in the books. This was episode number 38 of the His and Hers movie podcast. So, we will see you guys next week. I know, like, you're getting these episodes, like, a week behind right now. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, we're recording this episode, and last week's episode is i just sent off the philip so it'll probably be out like monday or something so um i know it's kind of weird but i don't think it'll matter too much uh what are we doing next week though uh tremors oh okay i think we're doing tremors it comes out on tuesday all right buddy you gotta watch all the other tremors by then buddy, i don't even like them that much <laughs> we might not do tremors i don't know i want to do tremors we'll see we'll see All right, so with that said, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.